Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show Surveillance and Detective Agency. Ooh, we are. Yeah. We have new things to do for you. Open only on Saturdays for some reason. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> we don't do anything. We'll else. make it a good Saturday, though. <laughs> <laughs> Might snoop something trashes. You never know. Uh, okay, but seriously, we're a podcast that talks about movies. Uh, you should hit subscribe if you haven't, if you're just finding us. If you ha- are already subscribing to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, buttons tune in radio more, it. then thank you very give much. Give us a funny emoji face or something. something. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, give, us, give us and the like, poop emoji or Give something. us the, uh, the squirt gun emoji. Right, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, apparently they're replacing it. Give us something. Mm-hmm. Join the Freak Show family. Uh, so every week what we do is we watch a movie here in the Dank Dark Basement, and then we sit around the bar and we talk about it. For and, your entertainment. And berate the person. Right, that usually, shows usually. Every once in a while, berate, like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what why you never know what it mind is. mind thought that this was special? I keep saying it was like it's Russian roulette. I That's like what the Russian name, roulette okay? is. You're, you never know what the reaction is going to be when you show a movie on the Freak Show. Mm. So let's go around the room and introduce ourselves. Travis. Sean. Holly. And I'm Colin, and tonight we watched my movie, and it was called The Resurrected, and it was directed by Dan O'Bannon, Dan O'Bannon. in the year 1990, but it didn't actually get in released until 1992. <laughs> they did not want to release it. That's no, what I read. Like, no, somewhere. the world's yeah, not no. ready. <laughs> They're like, Hold yeah, it back. We're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> we're not ready. The world's not ready. <laughs> Our financiers. Most people are not ready. Stockholders well, are not ready. This is like, somehow the rights got held up by some company called Scotty Brothers Records. They're the ones who actually produce it. Oi, we're the resurrected. You can't be calling your movie. I don't know. They probably like... The rights go for sale, and just like a weird hedge fund will buy the rights to the Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. And this shit goes off here. So they probably just like, yeah, we'll buy the rights to that. Well, these, these guys produced it? it, and then they went bankrupt before ah. it was released. So somebody else purchased the the, gotcha. the rights to it and then oh. was like, what do we do with That's this That's what movie? I was going to say. Someone had to have bought uh, some sort of debt or bankruptcy. Yeah. Sure. yeah. All right. Well, here, before we get really going on this, uh, oh, this is going to be a spoiler cast for Definitely. those of you who haven't seen the movie. But uh, so let's talk a little bit, if I may, set you up with like how this movie came about and then we'll talk about the movie itself and spoil the shit out of Please it. Do. So listener, yeah. we'll give you that moment where... Now we're going to talk Beep. about that. All right. All right. So Dan O'Bannon is the guy who is responsible for making this movie. And he is a goddamn horror and genre icon. Yeah. Because like, his first thing that he ever did was he worked with John Carpenter on John Carpenter's very first movie called Dark Star. Dan O'Bannon's in the movie and wrote it. And he's written other genre uh, super heavyweights like Alien, Alien. and uh, Total Recall. Screamers. <laughs> he wrote Screamers, everybody. He did the, the, the B-52 scene from Heavy Metal. Yep. He wrote the original right. comic book scene. It was actually about gremlins. It wasn't about zombies. But yeah. Dan O'Bannon wrote the original. He's into all that stuff. I mean, he's and, a, one uh, of those great, iconic 80s. Fu- well, Return of the well, Fucking Living Dead. Yeah, well, that's where yeah. I was going I mean, with that. Yeah. Like, right. He finally got his directorial debut with a movie called Return of the Living Dead. Living Dead, which is for those of you who and don't no one know was this, left unmoved. Yeah, zombie classic. But for those of you who don't know this, I think Return of the Living Dead is responsible for at least cinematically 
giving zombies the hunger for brains. Yeah. Brains. It's brains. really the only place it comes from. Does it Everything come from else comics, is flesh. Like DC Comics or something? Where did he get it? I'm no, thinking he always, got it somewhere. And... They just had to separate. I'm sure with copyright, you had to separate right, Night yeah. Living Dead from Return of the Living right. Dead. These are brain zombies. This versus... is flesh versus brains. Yes. Brains, brains. You so know, it's like, we're not eating flesh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's not what we do. They're like screaming like flash. Like they're running. Yeah. Like, they're definitely notice. not George Romero zombies. Yeah, they're not. They're, <laughs> but yeah, you can't say flesh is. anymore. I'm embarrassed because I have a picture with George Romero where I'm holding up a Don't shirt that says that. more brains. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like brain-eating zombies. I look at that picture, I'm like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that movie is a goddamn classic. We're all going to say, right? And if you haven't seen Return of the Living oh. Dead, for God's sakes, get out and uh, check that one out. Oh, so movie. his second... Uh, movie yeah. as a director is The Resurrected. The story on this was, uh, so this is an adaptation of an H.P. Lovecraft Ooh. story called The Case of Charles Dexter Ward. The problem, I think, with adapting Lovecraft is there's they're really not written as like a drama that you could break down into a cinematic right. thing. Because there's usually... Like, the narrator isn't the main character, uh, and then there's these flashbacks within flashbacks, as in, like, you know, the guy telling the story is telling a story about a guy who found a book, and then you have to, like, go into what that book says. In that book, there's another guy who found, like, a treasure trove of envelopes, and here's what all the letters were. (laughs) You know, they're just not really dramatically. Where are we at? Yeah. I'm sure great stories. And really, every single. like. Every every H.P. Lovecraft story I ever read really is like it's the last twenty pages. I mean, he he builds and builds and builds and tries well, to like give this you movie. this rich history. Oh, yeah. He wants to make it seem like an archaeological dig. All yeah. his stories has to seem like it's like, oh my god, we're reading books and we're getting deeper into and there's other all things. these strange and these, he, things happening. And yeah, and by like, the end of it, they all kind of coalesce. And you can only like, imagine the, the horror. Yeah, and but somebody only, goes insane. Yeah, but you can only Somebody imagine the horror. And that's the problem with movies, because movies are so visual, and Lovecraft is so internal. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft is so what it does to you. The, mm-hmm. You see horror, and you're like, oh, you just go mad, yeah. because what you saw was so fucking unearthly or so whatever. Yeah, it's hard to translate in movies. Yeah. It is, I think, because they, you know, you're trying to find that, I mean, like, well, you look at, Without like... Even Reanimator, right? Like in Reanimator, the narrator isn't Herbert West, no. you know. But when they made the movie, they made Herbert West like. Well, I guess he's a secondary yeah, character, right? Yeah. I mean, that Dan you Campbell. still have like your is. main character in Reanimator. Yeah, but he's not the same guy who's the main character in the book. Not in the book, isn't he? I'm I don't sure. Think, he there's is. no Dan Kane. I don't believe in the book. It's like some the the he's narrator. A, he's somebody just else. a narrator that dealt with him, but I, yeah. I can't recall if they name him. But anyway. Well, the solution that, so I guess the way that this, the way that I hear this, the way it came about, there's a screenwriter named Brent V. Friedman who's credited with the script for this movie, and Dan O'Bannon apparently were, as both H.P. Uh, Lovecraft fans, were developing this story for a movie at the same time. Uh-oh. And O'Bannon Shit. said that basically his, his method into production. Of, of solving the problem with the H.P. Lovecraft story is... If you create a framework and all new characters that are up front, which would be the private investigator in this movie and his team, and they're investigating the book, the the story (laughs) from the book, because the story in the book is narrated by like the uh, a physician, I guess, of Charles Dexter Ward, who kind of does some kind of investigating. He comes up with the case 
of Charles Dexter Ward. Uh, Why? Because did Charles Dexter Ward go to him, or did the wife? It's like the family doctor, right? Yeah, because so did he notice like shit? That already sounds more interesting. Well, that's the way I guess Friedman's (laughs) movie was trying to go, like you know, with the doctor angle, and O'Bannon's script went with the uh, detective. You know, added the whole private so you can have access. But they used Friedman's ending. I guess he said that Friedman had figured out the ending to the movie. I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> blow the hell this out is of brilliant. It. I love it. But the thing, and again, before we start talking about the movie, I guess what happened, like the resurrected is considered by Dan O'Bannon. I just saw an interview with him on the return of the living dead screen factory disc. Where he said, <gasps> it's like a lost film. Like nobody's seen the yeah, resurrected. Dude, I, was, I was just thinking, I'm like, dude, I've been in video stores and I, you may it's like, why haven't I seen this? Seen, yeah. Well, it was also known as Shatterbrain somewhere. Yeah. I've never seen it. When I saw it on video, it was called The Resurrected. It's got to be overseas. And in Germany, it's called The Resurrected the, uh... in their new yeah. Blu-ray special hmm. edition thing that they've got going on. So I don't know where it was called, Shatterbrain. It was originally developed under the title The Ancestor, and I think the title The Resurrected is just as bad. I think like, it's a boring <laughs> title, you know? Shatterbrain I mean, doesn't... intrigues me, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, why I'm like, that's probably why they did it, is because it sounds just fucking kooky. Like, oh, Shatterbrain. Yeah. You're going to see some weird Shatterbrain. effects. Shatterbrain. Like Metal Storm. Am I right? Oh, shit. Okay. It's coming. Oh, yeah. it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's building up. Well, anyway, uh, O'Bannon shot the movie that he wrote and then got into the editing room, and then the company like went to shit. So he says that the movie that was put together was put together without his input. And they basically used outtakes and they put together a different movie than what he did. Did he ever do a director? No. No. As far as I know, there is no director's cut. They're trying to track down his widow to find it. Dan O'Bannon died last year. To see if there is like a work print of his original cut because, I mean, that's one of the things with this movie. It's like, it could could use some editing. This fucking movie got edited the fuck out. I mean, this whole movie is narration over scenes they shot. It's just like, oh, the, the movie's playing while people are just saying... We found out this is. I'm like, oh my god! San Francisco in 1989. Well, some of that I think it's trying to (laughs) evoke the like H.P. Lovecraft, the narrator of the. Yeah, make it sound literary. There were also five minutes of black in this movie. But that's why there's a difference between a book and a fucking movie. It's like we're seeing this. We don't need you to be like it was sunny three o'clock in the afternoon, Uh, San Francisco. I was was in my office. My assistant was smoking. All right, so yeah, it is set up as a mystery uh, where a private investigator named John March is approached by the wife of uh, Charles Dexter Ward to investigate why her husband isn't talking to her anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This is a hook for a movie right there. Uh, Charles Dexter Ward is played by Chris Sarandon, and he is off in the carriage house of their estate doing weird things that produce, as you do in H.P. Lovecraft stuff, uh, strange lights in the middle of the night. Right. Very yeah. from beyond-ish. Yeah. What's in there? Leave! What's he it, doing? It actually starts out like a, an H.P. Lovecraft movie should in an insane asylum. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Where yeah. you find out that in a bloody scene, Charles Dexter Ward has escaped from an insane asylum. So you're like, what the hell? So this is the setup to the movie. It's like... Yeah. It's like burn marks on the floor, a headless orderly in the corner. And then Marsh is in his <laughs> office with like a bloody wound. He's like... I'm reg- that's what I thought was cool. It's like that is how they should do a modern day Lovecraft is through audio tape. Like I'm recording this for, for prosperity. <laughs> you know, I just no one will believe me. But yeah. that, yeah, I'm like, that's but cool. But you, you don't make like him, you made him sound like he's on the edge of death's door. No, but no, you've been like that for four days retelling the story. 
yeah, That's what it dude. felt like. He got all real chipper halfway through. Dude, this like, narration. I thought this guy was so boring to listen to. That's like a narration by this guy. <laughs> He's gonna be like, like John Terry. Yeah. Well, I mean, we it, were it's going the tropes the... of uh, film noir, right? You're yeah. trying to work yeah. in, the... but it's not that cool, edgy. Like it's just like this. We went through uh, punks. I mean, the, what was the name Puxatonic? of Punxsutawney? Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. Something like these that. have to be like Lovecraft. There you go. Punxsutawney River. It takes place outside of Providence, which you got to have if you're doing H.P. Lovecraft. So I guess like that's the thing. Like it's working in like all these tropes in order to kind of like wander around the actual like what's actually happening. Yeah, we do not want to show you. Charles Dexter Ward. Well, I mean, this is like an hour and a half of setup, but they and an just, hour and a half of reveal. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with this movie. It's like it would have been interesting because I mean, I don't want to you know quickly rush to like whatever, but but I will when the because I mean because they're already in an office. Why doesn't the woman tell him the story? You know, she's just like find out what my husband's doing. Then he has to find out shit. And he's like, what the fuck is like? Well, he found a trunk. And it's like, well, why don't you tell me this shit? He found a trunk, and there was a a picture of his ancestor that looked exactly like him, and yeah. and a uh, a Joseph Kerwin who's from the year seventeen seventy one. And so like, that's what lady, this guy that would have been good information <laughs> to have that in up our front first. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I she get doesn't it. understand that that was related. At uh, that I'm point. sorry, I didn't get it. You know, that's where it stopped. That's where. <laughs> Well, basically, uh, no, he's very good. if we were painting <laughs> yeah, this in, yeah, yeah. in broad strokes, right, the uh, Charles Ward finds all this information about his ancestor, Joseph Kerwin, mm-hmm. and uses these magical spells that are left over in order to. That's one thing we do find out is that he's the one like clues that get before they even find out any information is something about like. All these um, corpses that have been dug up, and they've all been from magicians and sorcerers yeah. and stuff like that. What did so, you get out of that? Because I know it's in the that, book. What, magic but, bone? I don't yeah, know. But, I, like, what was more, he doing? More opportunity them? for like, like you know, a little help in well, what he was trying to find, do. Like, do, ah. do sorcerers bury their secrets with them? Okay. You know, like if you were like, how do I beat that? Life, maybe there was uh, something. Maybe like, who was a like? Would I go dig up Anton? Oh, I mean Anton Lavey, like Anton Lavey, but like I don't know. I mean black <laughs> magic, right? I mean uh, Nicholas Flamel or something, yeah, right? This, like, yeah, do you he, he dig was, up his remains were down there? Yeah. Would they get buried with their? <clears throat> mess? But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I really. All right, so I'll tell you what he was doing. Ooh. You tell me oh, if, from the. This is what I'm, Colin does. He set this up with inquiries when he knows the answer. Well, you read the story, but yeah, I read. Because you read, read the, the story. Because yeah. I'm like, see, it's not the movie information. I appreciate that it's in the movie, but it's one of those things where, like, I don't think they sell it. But it, it, the idea is that uh, Kerwin has, you know, even in the past, been digging up these, you know, ancient warlocks, and then he's bringing them back to life and oh. interrogating them. Oh, cool! So he is getting oh. his information. God damn it. By bringing these people back and cool. chaining them up and that would have been really interesting. It's like this movie <laughs> yeah. tries to be such a like a secret that it's like we're, they're not telling us the story. <laughs> you know, it's right? just like God damn it! Shh, don't say anything. No, no, no. We have to like make a phone call and just be like, I found some stuff. You want to talk to that lady again? We'll go out to the house. But some of this is like, I mean, both in the structure of the novel and I guess shared with the, the, the structure of a detective story, right? It's like you yeah. got to peel back the layers of the onion until you get to the revelation, which will be a surprise 
you know. Uh, the private investigator goes to the house and he poses as a fire um, inspector or whatever. Yes. And that's where you meet some weird... The like, Asian sex slave. Asian guy. I, I can only assume he was a dead guy. <laughs> Is that why his eye was yeah, kind of dead and he had some, like... It looked like he had open sores, I guess, he maybe? Like, I don't know. He looked like he was too put together to be a dead guy. Like, well, but I don't know how well... Because they say later in the movie that... Like, as long as you have a majority of the body, Remains. you can, you can yep. like, create a dude. So I'm imagining that if a dude does look like that, it just means you're missing, like, a pinch of his <laughs> right. Like, just a pinch. So his eyes, like, you know, there's just something fucked up about him because you yeah. don't have all his remains. Chris Sarandon's always got his little slave doing his work for him, no matter what yeah. he's doing. You gotta have a, a Renfield guy. Yeah, right? I'm not gotta, sure. Like, I mean, this guy didn't even say anything, really. Yeah, he's just Raymond the Chinese help. Well, he's like a Raymond. junkie. They say he's a junkie, right? So he's a <laughs> oh, junkie that yeah. he's been supplying, apparently, with heroin or something to keep him in his employ, bringing oh. in these large crates of raw meat and dead animals. Yeah, so first I'm thinking, like, so does that mean Charles Dexter Ward is already, I mean, that's where my wheels start turning. Is he already dead? Is he, because, I mean, we just look at pictures of, like, people eating people, and you're like, ooh, maybe. This, the famous Goya This painting. has to be. Saturnini's young. That's right. Or, you that's right. <laughs> Paintings of dead eating people. Is that what he, no, that was Saturn. Well, Saturn, Saturn eating, eating the Titans. Yeah. His sons. So, yeah, there's a point, you know, because you were like, why is oh, Chris Sarandon doing this movie? And I'm like, uh, just yeah. wait. It's so he can act. He gets to act like a couple of different, uh, uh, you know. Uh, well, we kind of made fun of it, right? Because like, right, you're right. Right. He, he changed personalities. His, he yes, changes yes, his yes. accent. We're like, okay, he's British now? Yeah. Like, Great. Well, it gets. It I've get, obviously uh, become much more intelligent since you've been here, my my dear. <laughs> I say whilst. Yeah. Well, you know, whilst. he's got like. I mean, we learn later that's because his brand new vocal cords, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, his yeah. Charles Dexter Ward at some cords. point seems to be possessed by his ancestor Joseph Kerwin at some point because the 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 guy the detective goes up to the house and it's like why is he speaking like he's you know yeah. antiquated language yeah old yeah. ye olde English yeah. see you on the morrow <laughs> yes a good day Charles or uh, Joseph Kerwin like was has been experimenting in the bowels in his basement dungeon underneath mm-hmm. his uh his farmhouse which a young Charles De- Dexter Ward inherits Everybody or just takes. A, huh? Or just takes. Well, gets, like, it's, it's in, the, it's in the family. It's willed to him. Right. And then he's just like, let's go look at it. And then just is like, this is mine. I always love it in these type of movies. I think it's like part of the thing that you got to have to do like an H.P. Lovecraft adaptation where not only is there a basement layer to your uh, house, but then there's the hatch that opens down into the very depths. And then when you get down there. Oh, There's yeah. a stairway that goes down from there. You're like, where in the fuck are we? Like, we're <laughs> descending into hell. But yeah, yeah. but because yeah. they find uh, a uh, what the diary of a guy named Ezra, Ezra Ward. Ward. Yeah, Ezra Waugh. which in takes us back in time to the uh, old. And we actually days. find out that that which how would they even? Well, they found out that that property. I mean, it would all have to be linked through the property, right? Because they wouldn't, just by reading a journal, they wouldn't know, like, he looks exactly like it. <laughs> you know, that's, from they, the, that's from the painting. The painting, the painting, the painting that's painting, true. Yeah. 
But they, but they think, don't they think the painting is of Ezra Ward, right? Until they find the journal no, and find know. out. No, they, they know, know, know it's it is. Do they? Oh, they know it's of Kerwin. But he looks just like him. All right. Yeah, but yeah. Kerwin like, lo- looks like young Ward, so it's like, how come he doesn't have the family name? And we right. find out through the flashback that Kerwin had sex with Ezra Ward's or at least wife to, no, to be. Yeah, yeah, or at least. So that's why the resemblance is in the... Yeah. And Kerwin sets up this diabolical plan. Knowing that he's going to be tried for witchcraft, he has his remains preserved in a way according to his magical rites. (laughs) As you do. As you do when you're a diabolical evil magician so that he can be resurrected. Ah. See how it is there? He's the resurrected of the title uh, later in. I mean, did they say where he found the information for eternal life? In the diary? Ward or Kerwin? Yeah, I'm talking about oh, Kerwin. Kerwin. He was just the he just magician. had it, just, right? He's he just, always been an evil guy. He just right. was just evil. Always, always he always had it. carts delivered to him twice in a week. Yeah. Yes. So we knew he was a witch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't need that much meat. But uh, well, well it's always another thing. <laughs> your cholesterol. <laughs> it, it turns out that when you're resurrected, your uh, brain waves and your respiration and all that's all fucked up yeah. because it, of course he why. gets committed at some point because he's talking like uh, you know 250 year old dude. But this is one of the aspects of this movie that I kind of latch onto is the uh, like I've always wanted to see a movie. I guess I've seen a lot of movies. Well, the one that was done well, and I'm not saying this is it, oh, where you were to take a person from the past and oh. bring them into the modern day we're and go like, Warlock? hey, you're in the, yeah, but this is my problem with them. I'm saying that like they, the character who gets transported into the modern day rarely has like a, uh, you know, like, Inner. Uh, uh, you know, like a, they lose their mind. Right, he's got a grasp sync up on. with like everything that has changed so much in. Oh, in but, uh, but this guy's just hanging out in his own house. Yeah, right, like he doesn't he's need not to. Yeah, venturing out in the world. Yeah, true. and you don't know when. I mean, because that's the big like woohoo. You don't know when Charles Ward changed with Ezra. No, well, we do because um, there's a moment when uh, the well, wife comes to the detective don't... with uh, the answering machine because the answering machine recording is Charles Ward Holy warning shit. her, you know, get out of the house because he's warning her that right. the alter ego or whatever the disguise uh... that, that Kerwin's wearing. Yes. He's God out to get I, it, I knew that at the beginning. As soon as I saw them flash on him and then never show the guy in the beard again, I'm like, that's Chris Sarandon in a beard. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. a feeling. Dude, we should do a fan edit. We can make this movie. I think we could. We it could might only be movie. 45 minutes, but yeah. it'll be fucking good. Yeah, like you'd get rid of all that stuff with the neighbor across the street, the going oh to the, the, the investigation that takes you to the uh, yeah. the gas station. and you know, <laughs> I mean, like you could lose oh, the a ga- lot of this movie. Because that's shit that's trying to be scary because we don't have any, I mean, this it's not a scary story. It's just not a scary story. It's a it's simple investigation intrigue. story. Yeah. It's intrigue. It's like, what's happening so, here? so, but since it's a movie, it's a visual medium. They need to try to find no dark, scary garages and like you're stepping in dog's blood. It smells like that over there. That guy was not just British, like that. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't that British. He was not <laughs> but I just think he's, he's talking about death. Death. He was an old dude in Providence. I'm say he didn't sound like that. But I want to hear but your I like impression. This. He should have been talking like with the Amity act. Yeah, I, like, I, I like this know. dramatic. It smells <laughs> just like your dog. Blood. That's closer. Uh, yeah. He's in the yard, not too far from the cat. <laughs> in the yard, not too far from the cat by the cat. <laughs> 
But then we like. <laughs> but so yeah, they're trying but if to. We call that, then we miss like the neighbor getting killed and that awesome close up of the body. And I will have to say, I mean, that's where I think the money went in a weird way. The money looks like it went towards the special effects. The special effects uh, were really they're pretty wonky toward dude, the end, though. That's, no, I, I, I the, wouldn't the think so. The for, for prosthetic for, sculpts, like yeah, dude. For for even for early nineties, yeah. it takes. The entire movie to get to some effects, but once you start seeing them, I'm like, oh shit! Well, there's but a even lot of this knew, They're just like, eh, that's why there's five minutes of black in this movie. Uh, the modern day people end up in Kerwin's old, uh, like, dungeon, right? They right. get yeah. down there. Because the, the, the wife, the wife is just like, I mean, everybody else has a, they have a decent idea, like, fuck it, let's just blow it up. Like, she's like, no. Well, Kerwin, I want to know what's down I there. I need to know. Wouldn't well, you want to know what's well, down there? No. Why are we blowing it up? Kerwin gets like, Taken to the insane asylum. We, well, I think it was yeah, yeah. Part. Well, because like, that was they very weird, it. right? They're just like you're living in a dirty house. You go to the insane asylum. It's like what the fuck justification. Were there, no, I think there were murders beforehand. Well, there's uh, all. They think he's like road. grave robbing or something, right? He's grave robbing, if nothing else. She has, as his uh, spouse, has the power of attorney. She can have him committed. Really? Yeah. Because they so got, right now if they're yeah, building, don't ever get married. They're I don't know the case okay, for that he's insane because like yeah. he's flipped out. So like, both what, your. Everybody here that's married, I will say. <laughs> I went nuts. If, my wife if your spouse's me. was like, he's fucking nuts. Yeah. They could just have you committed? I mean, I unless... Think, like, well, you have to have if evidence. He's, if you right. think gotta you're be evidence. a 1770s mad scientist, I don't know. But he was a bad idea. He's pretending he's Charles Dexter Ward. Yeah, but, but he's, they, he's but not But by like, this time, they've already figured out that no, he... No, not yet. Yeah, they have. When they... When they commit him, even if they haven't, they no, have. No, they haven't because the private eye doesn't find that until he finds his suitcase. No, no, no. Right now they think. Oh, sorry. Right now they think he's he's convinced himself that he is. Right. They think right. he's crazy. They right. don't think he's right. the but, guy. And but you've got, they a, think you've got a witness. You've got the PI. But, uh, and but I'm his just saying, is it, it's based on like cop reports of all this the stuff that's going on. Right. Animal carcasses or something, grave and like the, the grave robbing. Yeah. But what's the evidence? I don't see. I don't see how this movie shows the evidence behind it. They just show like a private eye bringing a bunch of cops, and they're like, "I want you." Right. I'm not saying that's you're under the arrest. They're not making the thing explicit. I don't think. Yeah, they're, they're not to sh- get to get him. I'm just committed. wondering. You yeah, know. they're saying that like the cops have been called out there. There's like, if nothing else, they go there and they get attacked, right? <laughs> so the so, descent yeah. into the caverns. Sean's complaining that the thing is like it's five minutes of black. Have you ever seen a movie called uh, Wait Until Dark? So this is where this comes from. It's a no. cinematic. Okay, so this is Audrey Hepburn and Richard. Oh Kraft, yes, I have seen yes. yes, that's woman. a good movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's but they like, used it effectively. This was to cover up some bullshit. <laughs> well, but go ahead. Are you talking about the effects? No, the whole, the use of the lighting when they're going down well, in these yeah. caverns, which, you know, again, I like the fact that they designed the caverns to be very claustrophobic. It Usually looks, when you yeah. see it these It looked movies, realistic. You know, it, did. In, it didn't in, look like a set. I know. No, yeah. not at all. Usually when you see this stuff, they've That's like, like national treasure or something. It they're huge. And there's like, a blue light in there. Yeah. Like, like, there's yeah. just a light in here. We don't no, know where no, from. This it's place, a light for the audience. This place looks like it smells like what they're saying. Yeah. And it is illuminated solely by their flashlight and light. Lanterns. So they're the Smells actors are like lighting when he's themselves. Experimenting yeah, no way. Carriage. And then they're supposed to be it's you know creating suspense that they're in the dark with these creatures that yeah, but they don't created. know that. There's no suspense there because well, they don't know that until they just see like 
Yeah, but by they, then first they, they have to find another book and read another history. Like, wait a second, a long the time. story of this whole movie is right here. In these but pages. by then they've built it up so the audience just assumes they're gonna find something down there. You know it because as soon as they start talking about like there's a transference of right. flesh from like I don't even I'm trying to explain yeah. how that works. The the like if somebody uh, gets resurrected they. Can steal the flesh? Yeah, and somehow. Oh. All I get is that somehow you have somebody to oh, is it the have same a, flesh? A massive uh, quantity of no, blood this, in order to hold yourself no, together. Is it the and same flesh that, though? Like if your ancestor, like I I'm saying, like my matter is made up of your matter. If I'm your, if your you're ancestor. my ancestor, my matter is made up of your matter. Yeah. So if I get resurrected and you're already resurrected, I can and, I, and I'm missing pieces of myself. I can like I suck think off your I can, like, matter. Based, shit over to me. Yeah, based on the evidence we see later in this movie, that's what I'm going to go. With. That's what that's I'm, what's actually happening. <laughs> it's like somehow what... the the stolen matter wants to get back to its rightful owner. Right. And the only way that you can keep it on yourself is by the right- eating raw this meat. This is a zombie But what are the rightful owner? And like a cannibalistic yeah, vampire. Yeah, it's like too, a vampire Frankenstein zombie situation. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it, yeah, that's like why. That's what <laughs> Lovecraft did a lot, right? Because this is an idea that isn't something that you see like in every fucking you know, movie yeah. that you watch. That's true. I just don't like their the execution, execution yeah. of it. Because I'm sure... The original story is even really good. I've got the complete Lovecraft. I'm sure I'll read it after this so I can compare it. But like, did did he did he drink Charles' blood or eat like? I think he ate him. Did he eat him? Is yeah. that why there was the the skin transfusion thing? Because he ate him. I think oh. they give that you know the clue That's to that is after he yeah. stabs Charles, he's got a little bit of flesh on the end of the oh, knife, nice. and they don't show him eating it. But I'm assuming uh, that that's the next thing. That's that what I was saying. He ingested him, and that's yeah. why when he brings back, he's he he's taken it back, back to finish yeah. himself. He's ingested because him. we yeah. see from when they find these pits, we see that there's monsters that are experimented on. They're like incomplete. Uh, corpses, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah he was little, working out little the, basket cases, the salts, <laughs> the, <laughs> the essential salts. I love yes. that. <laughs> that you need in your magic rites. It's all about salt, people. Yeah, that's salt God. within. Colin's gonna press a button and then the door's gonna open. Salt it's gonna be a laboratory back there. It's like, please enter. I always, I want one of those. I'm, like <laughs> that basement. That's where we broadcast out of for that's the Saturday. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, uh, it's we can't reveal that. We won't say what like book you pull to like. Get it's scary the, down uh, here. It's smoky down here. There are weird colors. There's mm-hmm. definitely a few vaulted doors and some death traps you have yes. to get past to get to the Saturday Night Freak Show. But once they find these creatures in the pit, that's when they drop the lantern and the lights go out and we're in the blackness and you're just listening to them fumbling around in the dark trying to find the... Uh, flashlight's not working. The it's, matches. Find the matches. Matches. Just, Again, uh, I'm not saying I, it, it's executed on the editing. I think that's the thing. Like, yeah. not the necessarily thing. the fault of anybody else. I think the editing fails them at that point because I I like it. Yeah. Well, it would have like changed if like okay, if they heard like a rustling in the darkness and they're like, "Light that! We need to know what is moving around us." You know, that would have been scary. They didn't, but they didn't do that. It's like you saw kind of a monster. Yes. Then they lost light, and it's like. They forgot the monster. It you know, really felt for like a few it. seconds. It's like this light's not working. Right, the monster, <laughs> it's like the monster's it was, just like it was. I'm a monster. They're not making noises. Monsters not making noises. It's like all right. 
Do you have those double Ds? Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> and you're supposed to. It's like when they light it, oh my God, the thing's going to be like the right on top yeah. they want, and that's what they It's like they're not them. scared unless they see. I close my eyes, it's not there. Right. Yeah, that kind of feels oh, cool. like it. It's like ostrich. <laughs> but this is where, and I'm going to attack my own movie. You were saying you thought that the special effects there were good. I'm like, I don't know, because the, the weird Think effects the that they use. Yeah, they were doing better Wait, things in 1992. Uh, but the there's budget. like this weird. It's it's what stop motion, obviously, but they yes. use like this Sullivan. blurring yeah. effect. Okay. Yeah, that's okay, what I okay. kept seeing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about the stop motion. I'm just talking about literally like the monster body suits, like oh, the yeah. actual molds right. of the you know. Yeah, that they're shit was kind good. of like very uh, muscle sinewy. Right. These things that are misshapen. What was that form? weird monster at the very beginning where they found like half? A, it was a. Uh, it was when they were in a in backflash the when they. That, found yeah. Yeah, that, that was really dude, good. That was really good. That's what I was like. Is this the guy that did the effects of Return Like Dead? I wonder if he worked on Return Like Dead. Maybe yeah. not like headed or nothing, but this guy was named Tony Todd Masters. Todd Masters. Todd, Todd Masters. Yeah. Yeah. But it no, looked like an actual person, but it yeah, looked really just, good. That it was really, really good. I'm like, this is the money. All the money is in these few animatronic, fucking really good looking things. Or if they were building that gigantic cavernous underground set. I if think they, if so. they built that, they that's where their that. money went. I, yeah. I can't imagine, yeah. That they, they I kind of wish there was things it? behind all those locked doors, you know, because, I mean, like I said, this movie is compacted and compacted with boring scenes of just like, this door's locked. Editing. That's but yeah. that, that this was, door's that locked. Was it's like goddamn it. Why aren't there sounds five behind, doors? Why aren't there yeah. sounds behind these doors? Something to get you kind of like what's behind these fucking that's doors? What, that's what I said. I was like, these are cells, right? Like there's people in there. I and, thought like his right, experiment yeah. not sense when yeah. you mentioned it. And they wouldn't like, be in a pit. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. His experiments wouldn't be in a pit. They'd be behind these cell doors or something like. Right? Like, there's something moving <laughs> Again, in there. Don't open game. it. Yeah. That would fan it. Shit out yeah, of you just hear that. <laughs> right? And then you're yeah. walking around with the flashlight, and you turn, and then you have God to clip with a pipe. Double yeah. the thing, just too. Like, I mean, this work. feels like <laughs> that portion of it could be it in could. like a Silent Hill video. It could. Game. It, yeah. could. Yeah. it really yeah. could. Because I remember Lovecraft changed the game. A Silent Hill, I think it was Silent Hill 2 or something, where like you had that. There was a couple of them. Usually do that, like long descent further than. It should be sanely possible oh, yeah. into the earth, you know? Yeah. Which this movie like does. Resident Evil, right? You go into the high. You always go deeper, deeper down. Yes. Well, you, I like video games the, or is that the movies? Video games, too. Yeah, yeah you always go deeper, oh, deeper. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't like, I like how there was... It's uh, under the mansion and in the sewers, yeah. Yeah, but in, like, Silent Hill, I remember a scene where the guy had to walk, and you just kept walking and walking. It was like, he can't be going this far down. And there's another one uh, where you go on, like, these stairs, you're taking this like spiral staircase down into this fiery thing, and you just mm-hmm. keep going down, down, down. And even Nightmare on Elm Street kind of did that, where Nancy goes into the basement to fight Freddy at the end. She yeah. goes into her basement, and then a sub basement, and then the boiler room is under that. Yeah, it's that kind of nightmare, like because right. going down you know, is supposed to like, like represent hell like, is a physical place, and you're going down. To it's it. like well, you violated this... some kind of dimensional space yeah. by going yeah. so far down. Wasn't like and... going down supposed to represent like going into the character's psyche? Right, that's why Alice in Wonderland. It's always going down. That means you're going into your own personal like whatever thought. Well, that would right. make they sense. They did that in the nightmare as well when she slides down exactly. the bed and they go, she drops down into like what is Freddy's hell. Well, that makes sense because that is Kerwin's inner sanctum. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that is where yeah. the guy, you know, where we yeah. see all the accoutrement of his uh, work. Yeah. The, all the books that he's it's learned his, from, all the salts that he's. His or personal the library, his laboratory. Yes. Coming yeah. up next on Kerwin's inner sanctum. <laughs> <laughs> 
Geraldo's special there. guest. Like, we're gonna open this door. Conan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. We were talking <laughs> during the movie that we should open a private detective agency because it looks like it so, looks much, so fun much fun to be. Oh, oh right. my god, I want to Scooby Doo gang. We just get in a white van and sewing Scoob. We're in big trouble here, buddy. Like wow, like wow, Scoob. Yeah. Roll there's boy, a, Shaggy. There's always right, like, I'm going to be Shaggy. You can be Scoop. <laughs> there's always an investigator, I guess, in you know, in H.P. Lovecraft <laughs> fiction. But to actually make... I don't, in none of his stories, there's actually a private investigator who's been hired. But I think this is the great thing of, like, in 20th century cinema, when you make an H.P. Lovecraft story, mm. when you meld it with that film noir, yeah, you know, you're kind of... The only yeah. thing you didn't really have was the femme fatale. They never really no, played that no. off well because obviously the guy's attracted to Ward's wife. Yes. And we're like, well, at some point. She doesn't point, want to Ward, betray him. But yeah, she doesn't want to betray Ward, but Ward is crazy. So at some point he's going to have to be written out of this and she's going to be free to have an affair with the psych or with the detective because he has a dream early where you know, he imagines himself, you know, kissing her. So it's like, this is going to happen, right? But it never actually pays off. There is no real romance between the two of them, which yeah. I thought was like, that was a missed opportunity, I guess, for the... Kind of, uh, man. She could have used any emotion, dude. I thought this lady... She cried not a lot. The greatest dude, she was dead. The whole movie, she, I mean, this is why it's like, she's on a coke binge. This movie was to pay for her habit. I'm, you know, just speculating, but I'm just saying, I mean, the whole movie is just like my husband. No, she was so fucking in emotion. I mean, you're talking about she was a distraught woman in the beginning. She was almost tearing her fingers off in the trying to explain. I even saw the scene where she She tried to kind of like, kind of like be like a laughing nervous. I was just like, oh, fuck, this is missing on every piece. Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. That's what the director was saying. Like, act. Fine, fuck it. It's like we already wasted enough. Well, I'm not I thought it was Oscar. Dude, I'm winning, saying no. Sarandon was the only guy that put his heart in this movie. Sarandon. Sarandon. Sarandon oh. doesn't give a fuck how cheap it is. Sarandon is no. going to put his fucking mark on that movie. Everybody else was just like, I'm only getting paid enough to like pay for my like my apartment for the next two months. <laughs> Goddamn L.A. You know. <laughs> well, you didn't think he was going over the top, or is this again another case where the editing I mean, didn't Chris cover? Chris Sarandon's always been a little because he always plays like he always ends up being an English guy, right? So he's always like, I wouldn't say that if I were you. You know, he always <laughs> goes to like a. <laughs> but is that always in the one other movie where he's an English maybe, guy? But maybe that's why Chris. Because I mean. Chris Sarandon did kind of fall out of favor in the 90s. I don't know why. I always liked him. I always really liked him. I just remember him doing a lot of like... Did he? So he can be boisterous. I mean, that's not a guarantee. That man wants to project. You have to project. That man was born for Shakespeare. He was. I I mean, I love... I would watch that play. Yes! Miss Barkley, that's not a safe place to go at this time (laughs) of night. (laughs) I love that guy. (laughs) Maybe only because it's Charles. Welcome to... Right night. night. Yeah. Classic stuff. For real. I love Chris Sarandon. Oh, Chris Sarandon. Oh. So he did good in this job. He did good. In this job. So good. In this well, because movie. it gives but him the opportunity. Else, like dude, I said, he gets to play Charles Ward, the straight, normal guy. Charles Ward, the whacked out, like, obsessive but scientist. But he doesn't get to play then Charles, Charles Ward, Ward, the normal guy. And then there's Joseph a, Kerwin. There's a voiceover every fucking scene. He's the normal <laughs> Charles Ward. He editing again. Yeah, probably. it is editing. Who but, knows what But was we actually. don't know because if they wanted to stick with that 
that that but whole like the, Lovecraft the straight guy. We want we want the actor. But I kind of wish. I just kind of wish. It's one of those things where yeah, okay, yeah. Since you're reading a book, Lovecraft, like a lot of old old uh, books, it's all written in letters and narrative. Because I mean, that's how people communicated. It's yeah. almost like the found footage of the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> like letters from the shipmate that found Frankenstein. Well, because it shit. added that reality it, thing. Exactly. That, you know, it's like, oh my god, and it feels this is like how this is people communicate. This right. is how people communicate. You might not have newspapers. You might have whatever, but you have letters and. But. Could you do this as a found footage? Story? Well, you have to. Uh, yeah, some parts of it you could. <laughs> if a, well, yeah, to do that he's with a private Dracula, eye. Right? He's a private eye, so he's state. Oh fuck, dude! You yeah, might want to edit that we... part out, dude. We're doing this motherfucker as a found uh, footage. Sixteen Saturday Night Freak Show. All right, that's we're good. That's a good idea, dude. <laughs> that's legal. That's, that's legal. great. That's legal. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> copyright. Copyrighted. Right. We're good. But I just think that you lose. Because those were, to me, those felt like scenes that were shot and that were supposed to play either, either maybe not chronologically, but those were supposed to be scenes that were played out. But, right. like, either they were too afraid that they were boring, that they put a narrative. But, I mean, like you said, if someone bought it, well, you get they must have edited it like that beforehand, that someone's just going to, like, be like... Then they found a painting, and then you see them having a dialogue, and it's just some boring guy's just like, and they didn't like it, and so she told him. It's like, fuck, why aren't I watching this scene? Why are you telling me she told him to All leave? Because right, yeah. I can see the, this playing out, and they're talking. The idea, yeah. I mean, I think, like, the only thing I can think to say, that you know, it's like, there's so much of Don't a... protect <laughs> There's so much of... Well, there's so much of like a story there that like it's flashing back and forth in time and there's so much information to convey yes. that it's faster to just explain but, but like, it's always true because it's but, basically but she's like, just sitting there in an office talking to him but the so one, you would understand a good example is when she, when she's telling him the story of their fight and she's like I told him that he better find a new place to, and then they show the scene, and it's exactly what she just she, said. She just yeah. says, "You need to you find know, a new place." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's literally word for word. It's like, okay, yeah. pick one. You that can't. Was not you a good, can't that's, a, that's a good example. <laughs> but for but, how but, but it still, wrong. that's why I give you that. this movie didn't rely on the idea that. Like, I mean, I won't talk about this to an extent, but but we just saw a movie similar uh, that just came out this weekend that flashed back to a lot of shit. And it didn't bug. It didn't bother the movie, you know. It didn't like you can have an, a, a narrative with flashing back constantly because number one, you have the wife talking to the PI, so people will know this is a backflash to that that night. I still fucking think. About. I mean, like you know, if you were to do like a straight adaptation of the story, you would be spending a lot of. I mean, because I twirled like, away as a well, dying witch. The way that the Lovecraft writes, it's like you're with this guy for a significant portion of the narrative. And then all of a sudden we're going to go back in time to like, and Charles was out doing something in the carriage house. And then you spend time with like Charles and you see all the shit that he's doing out there. And then you would come back to the present before you'd go back again to the past, and then like Charles finding the diary, and then you'd go back to no, the past. Okay, past. but I'm not it's saying like, they had to do that for every I think time. Like so far removed. But what from if you narrate? It, but what if like, you narrate some of those scenes, but not so? Because like, okay, I would say the further you get away, the more you narrate. That's my golden rule. I just made it up. That's my golden rule. <laughs> uh, like if the wife is talking to the PI about her husband, we can flash back to those scenes. But then if we're talking about going back further in time, like if we're reading something in a book, that's when you do the narration because he is reading it from a book. But if she's just talking to him 
Like, why, number one, why isn't she narrating what happened? Why is the, the PI telling me what she said to him? You know, it's a, stupid. It, because the framework has been adapted as a, a private detective. I'm just saying, though. You're saying well, it would be better if it was, but it'd be the story of the woman. I'm just saying, saying that like, here's what happened to my. So the, she staggers. The problem the with this movie is there's just so many better ways to edit back flashes and and narrating over scenes and like because I like all that stuff. I'm not the type of guy that says if you narrate, it's cheating. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's cool. Like you said, it has that like mm-hmm. that kind of that noir. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like if a whole movie's like that, it's like, oh my god, this guy's just gonna tell me the movie. Yeah, not when he's giving us the report at the beginning of the movie. It's like it's it's hearing impaired for the uh, it's uh, what do they call that nowadays on Blu-rays and shit? Not closed caption. Oh, it's the, uh, you, for you the, actually hear it. Yeah. They say Captain America, and they go out to the like they explain the whole Laughing. movie. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, descriptive audio. Yeah, oh, descriptive audio. Sir, it's pretty yeah. weird. It sounds like an audio book because then they'll because <laughs> then they'll cut with the dialogue. Sure. It sounds like an audio drama with a narrator. It's kind of yeah, cool. That on Captain America stands up. I don't think dude. I saw that on. I want to say I saw that the first time on Civil War. Captain America: Civil War maybe was the descriptive audio where they're like. It's cool. Descriptive audio for the hearing impaired, dude. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> so, so, getting back to that, this uh, wasn't descriptive audio. Well, as an example, yeah. if it didn't have eyes, you would know what's going on in this movie. <laughs> right. So, as an example of the type of uh, storytelling that I'm telling you about, the uh, there's a H.P. Lovecraft adaptation, which I think is the most direct Lovecraft adaptation. It's called The Call of Cthulhu. And it's made by these guys. Uh, it's like an amateur movie made by the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. And they film the novel, novelette, short story, as it is written. And so it like it goes through that, like, you know, the different time periods and the different narrators. So, I mean, that's the closest you're going to get to, like, an H.P. Lovecraft story being translated direct to film. But why does it have to be? Well, there's a, you don't but have, there's a difference in medium. There's just a difference in medium. I don't think you need true. to take exactly. I mean, that's Direct a different thing, man. It's a different. What's like, your favorite H.P. Lovecraft adaptation? Oh uh, well, I mean, Reanimator, right? And Reanimator is pretty fucking close. If you read the original Reanimators, you can see where they took the three short. It's kind of three. Reanimator is kind of three short stories that that they were Stuart Gordon and those yeah. guys took. <laughs> but you can see the inspirations they used for all the scenes throughout the movie. But I just don't think, uh, I don't know, I just don't think what a novelist write like, okay, my, one of my favorite book-to-screen adaptations is Psycho, right? I love Psycho. And the, and the adaptation uh, uh, from Hitchcock is actually really good. But if you read Robert Block, I love how Robert Block, he'll get you to the end of the chapter. And in the next chapter, he starts always almost like he starts from a different character's perspective and almost like 10 minutes prior mm. than the last chapter started. So it's a cool thing a novelist mm. can do right, yeah, just because he, he can play with time yeah. that, yeah, a, a, a filmmaker or screenwriter really can't pull off without like, like placing a graphic that's like 10 minutes earlier. There was, <laughs> uh, you know, like over the year, I've read a lot of Stephen King and there's like, you know, they keep on saying, that, you know, even Stephen King has said, like when you go to see a movie that's based on a book that you enjoy, 
you're looking for this kind of X factor that's in the book that, that's the author's right. voice, and you never get that when you see the movie. Yeah. When you see the movie, Especially you're seeing King. the plot. Right. Especially Stephen King. But I saw a movie, and it was oh. called Riding the Bullet, ironically oh, by Mick right. Garris, who I can't oh, stand anything People... he does. But that movie captures the voice of Stephen King. Crazy. And the way that it does it is through the use of voiceover and uh, the ability to flash back and forth in time. And so, like, it does actually feel like, and I think maybe, you know, I'm going to take that. It is the voiceover because you're hearing from Stephen King's, you know, own mouth. Like, this is what he wrote in that character's voice, you know, as what they're feeling in their head. I think that's also the point of the point of voiceover in this movie, whether they carry it off or not. Well, is that you're supposed to be getting like the emotional response of the character while you're watching like. They got into a fight. Here's what she thought about it. But this doesn't she's have explaining like explaining how it affected her or, you know, the detective is explaining at the beginning, like, you know, about the weather report that you say about Providence. <laughs> 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 <He's getting laughs> like, <clears throat> Today in the news, like, Charles Dexter Ward escaped from the mess. How, you know, it's like, well, Providence was located on the in it had, uh, you know, the, the shipping business did this and all this and the smell of the river and all. It's setting like a place Dude, Lovecraft in shipping businesses. that they did with. <laughs> With that a novelist would do, and he's trying to communicate. The director's trying to, yeah. the screenwriter's trying to communicate the novelist's. But it's just like, dudes sitting in an of. office. It's just people sitting in an office. It looks like a sitcom. It looks like oh, we got three sets. We got the we got the house of Charles Dexter's War. We got the office of the Private Eye. And the dungeons. The dungeon underneath Charles. It just feels like it's like. I get what you're saying, but like that's why that shit works in a book and not in a movie. Because we need to see things in a movie. Sidebar. We need to see. Well, I was. We were talking about narration, especially uh, concerning Stephen King. Did the It adaptation that had voiceover, didn't it? Like in the younger stuff when they're talking. Oh, some, the of did. some of it did. Some of it did because it did. It did because they were always because they were always like the talking older... to each other. Right. They were always was, like, I, I remember uh, back. I think it was the older kids narrating the younger version. It just had the. It just had the. Right. I think they narrated that, and then we went to present time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like, yeah, because I don't think narration like is that. bad. It's supposed to add something. It's just like I don't know if this guy was just so uncharismatic that he's just like oh, poor John Terry. John Terry, I don't care. Jack, I'm I got, he gets yes. paid. Travis doesn't Fucking, like him. My opinion doesn't like hurt his career, obviously. So <laughs> very true, you know. But fuck what him. we say here has little effect on the outside world. Yeah, just but maybe one day, <laughs> one day. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you got, you got well, I'm just saying, one day, guys. One day. One day. You have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to believe in yourself. You have to. We can't become the movie review uh, yeah, channel yeah. we want to be. That guy goes all in. He's awesome. Uh, all He's awesome. In. They find everything and then they just like. They lose Lonnie. Can we just talk about that? Lonnie they falls lose well, Lonnie. He falls in the pit. He falls in the pit, and they're just like, "Fuck him!" He's, he's dead. like, "Hey, he's man, dead. can I have another like? Check. Can he's I get gone. another like? Well, what are you gonna do? You're in the dark, right? Just leave. You're, you're, you're like, dark. how far underground like, are you? It's like, guys, this thing's got C4 my legs. Guys, it's got my legs. It's pulling me down, guys. Guys. Well, it was very relaxed. I was like sitting there thinking, like, this would be like where you would hear him go, something, and then like go to you know some audio cue of some sort show. The screaming stops. I would have gone to get help. Snapping, right? Just saying. 
Right, but no, where were they going to go? But also, like they're being chased by a creature. They do find their way out. They do, but the, my problem they're just snooping around at that point. Like, they know they're going to blow the place up. They're like, "Fuck it, let's yeah. see what's down there." They, they lose a guy. Lonnie dies, but they also just blow up all proof that they have that fucking yeah. Ward is crazy. Like who yeah. has to be? Who would up? believe it? Who? But you would have proof. It. They have proof. You have proof. You can take the. You no, know, he only has a suit. He has a it's suitcase. Yeah, you find this whole thing. Like that's where we find the diary of the past. We find out, like, oh my god, Ward isn't like whatever. He's actually the son of. Uh, if nothing else, he you can is prove Charles Xavier. He is Joseph Kerwin. Yeah, he's resurrected. Kerwin. Resurrected. Right. We yeah. should have known that by the bad teeth. Right. I didn't know Doctor Ash was the bearded. Chris Sarandon. Like, yeah, they, I didn't, that know, that. I didn't so, know that either. At the end of the movie, for, full, circle, full circle, back to the beginning. Joseph now, Kerwin is vanquished. Well, no, I, I have a question gone. about that. Like, it seems like he wants to take the flesh back, but then they both just vaporize. Like, I, yeah. I would have thought, Some like, kind of cosmic he would have taken the... It really the was. same matter can't occupy the same But space. he's taking it back. I just made that up. I don't understand why Charles <laughs> I know Ward that's doesn't true. get it back, Physics. and he's yeah. like, oh, I'm back. Like, why Charles Ward is not there? Like... Uh, fucking uh, Kerwin oh, should be he gone. Didn't live. Right? Why didn't he? Yeah, that Why doesn't make Ward any live? sense. Like, because his remains were there. He brings the bones and all that into the uh, the pad itself. Yeah, right. he brings. So then he comes alive. He, his bones come alive and it starts sucking the flesh off of Ezra. Right. But then why isn't there a completed? Kerwin. Huh. Kerwin. Why isn't it completed? Why, is why it isn't? Back? Why isn't Darwin? Because this movie didn't have a way out of that. How did they do that in the book? So I don't like, remember. Oh, shit. <laughs> it feels like Ward should have come back, and then... I don't just know. Maybe, maybe Flesh can only come back once. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, right. They I'm still, going with, big, the, I'm still going with the same matter can't occupy. It was like a... <laughs> they are transported but then why would you to another dimension. In the book? I don't know. But it probably is answered in the book. <laughs> probably. The only <laughs> nod that this movie gives to like the whole Cthulhu mythos is at the end, because that's, you know, H.P. Lovecraft yeah. is right. Is at the end when uh, uh, Kerwin is talking about how, like, I can actually, like, the power to move stars. Oh, shit. The de- and call bring down, down demons, demons from, from the sky. Bu- yeah, oh, right. It belongs to me. Or it's mine. That was fun. <laughs> demons from behind the star. Or, that was or, Hamlet. That's what I wanted. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you, I should have probably said this earlier. So this movie was adapted to film in 1963 <laughs> by Roger Corman, and it was called, Yeah, The Haunted Palace. Oh, started, oh that would have been good. Vincent Price. What? I watched it this Vince, week. Vincent actually. Price? Okay, well, here's, what? let me tell you this. <clears throat> so you even though it's an H.P. Lovecraft story, I don't recall it actually acknowledging that anywhere. It's called Edgar Allan Poe's The Haunted Palace. No, fuck. What? And it was part of the Edgar Allan Poe cycle that Roger Corman was doing. AIP? AIP. So it's like one of those, it is one of the Edgar Allan Poe weird. movies that he did, but Haunted it's Palace. the story, the case of Charles Dexter Ward. Fucking weird. Only in that one... Uh, Dexter Ward, or sorry, Kerwin takes possession of, uh, you know, Charles Ward. He well, doesn't actually. It's not a body. It's yeah. Not, so he, he can just be cured possesses. by the end of it because it's the sixties. Uh, it's the sixties. You gotta have a happy ending. Yeah. It was like in the in the books that like it needs to justify it. So if someone kills somebody, they need to be justly like punished. Yeah. <clears throat> That's first mention of both Cthulhu and Yog Saga. 
in a movie. Magic Cthulhu? Yeah. 1960. You have this? No. It's on on Daily Motion. You can look it up. DailyMotion.com. What is that? It sounds like money. It's so funny because the the scene when the doctor's talking to her and he's like, "Uh, there's not much we can do. The way he was talking, I was like, he sounds like Vincent Price. (laughs) Hello. I'm Vincent Price. Yeah. Probably should have front loaded that. So, all right. So, uh, good on resurrected. Uh, Are we ready for a mailbag? So, what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to summon Igor, our mail guy, and then after that, we're going to go around Robin and do our final thoughts. You'll find out what each one of us thought about the resurrected. So, first of all, Igor, Igor, where are you? Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Thank you, Igor. If you, he kind of smells like what Charles Dexter Ward's right, been experimenting right. with. Uh, bath day does only come around twice a year. You just need to hit him up with some Febreze. Maybe, It'll be fine. Maybe. Just spritz him down every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Febreze. I'll do it when he's sleeping. That <laughs> way, it does. So he's just like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if you listener want to write in to us, so we will read your email or uh, comments on the air. You can get a hold of us on facebook.com slash Saturday night freak show or on Twitter. We're at sat freak show, or you can email us the old fashioned way at Saturday night freak show at yahoo.com. And, or if you're G money, you can direct messages on, uh, Twitter. In which case you can our relationship to that. Well, if you direct message, you can write more than a hundred and, 40 characters. Or you can just, characters. you know, you can open up the web. Hey, yo, Paulie, I'll call you. you know. So G-Money says, uh, I posed a question on Facebook. <laughs> what is your favorite HP Lovecraft adaptation? You guys didn't answer. Your favorite? I, where, did, where did this Sean come? I don't think I follow us. All the HP Lovecraft that I've read. Uh, hmm, I haven't read HP Lovecraft. Oh, you son of a <laughs> I bitch. Wouldn't, I wouldn't He's know the greatest horror writer. There's, I know there's a collection Yes. But I just, I'm not there yet. He it's formed good. most of the ideas of yeah. modern horror. I, I, I'm getting that feeling from you <laughs> and your constant barrage of H.P. Lovecraft. I'm not that uh, far one off. Day, yeah. One day I'll get All right. there. I'm not that far off. I've only read War of the Worlds. I'm interested, but. You know I'll that Goyd Painter guy? War of the Worlds. That's, uh, That's a very boring one. That's H.G. Wells. Oh, shit. Then, yeah, no. Then, yeah, no. I've read nothing. Sorry. All right, What's well, this? Uh, G-Money says, uh, Dreams in the Witch House from Masters of Horror. The TV show is a good condensed H.P. Lovecraft tale. It says, Dagon was always on sci-fi, so I can at least say it's watchable. Uh, from what I remember, plenty of fish opinion. people and tentacles. But for him, fish people. it is from beyond that takes the top spot. Such a winning combination of cast and crew, awesome special effects, and Barbara Crampton in tip-top shape brings it up a couple oh, of notches. Barbara Crampton. <laughs> So that's G Money. That was tape. seriously that was, creepy. Wow. Well, it was. <laughs> I mean, I know have you seen Reanimator? I know we have a fan club and Barbara I have. Crampton. Reanimator is very yeah. Barbara Crampton is yeah, a fan uh, of me. She's still of, working. That movie is invasive as far as it goes sorry. She's Barbara a fan Crampton. of yours. Yeah, wow. Maybe, I hope. Wow. <laughs> I just gave her a lot of compliments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of hers. All right, wait. You hear that sound? That sound is the oh sound of the wrap up spell. Christ. Here it comes. Oh no. Just look down. Just look down. The hour has come, sirs. Thank you, Larry. God, what did you guys ever say to him? Is it, can I, I look up? I don't like. I don't, he just, won't let us. 
I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. Uh, so that, we, yeah, 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 yeah. That Whatever. brings us to the wrap ups, then, and that means Travis <laughs> is gonna tell us why he hates the resurrected. So, well, he already did. Yeah, I oh. hate this movie. <laughs> hate. It was so boring. Uh, yeah, I just I don't think love. I mean, every Lovecraft. I love Reanimator. Um, I have not seen the Masters of Horror Dreams in the Witch House that G Money has spoken of. It's got the guy from Dagon in it. Well, fuck. Is it directed the, by Stuart Gordon? Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh, God damn it. I have G-Money. This is... Uh, I'll loan it to I you. might loan it. Yeah, I might borrow it. I just... do love crap. It's so internal, dude. I mean, I've always thought this way about King, Barker, and Lovecraft. The horror is so internal, you really can't do a visual thing about it. It's always about what's going on inside, or it's always about just something so interdimensional that you can only talk about it it's only it's only fun if you can sit there and imagine it but if you're watching a bunch of people talk about it, you're like i want to see it what are you talking about like i want to see it and it's like well you've got 82 minutes it's like fuck i want to see this it's like well we can't spoil it it's like well that sucks every lovecraft movie like necronomicon uh, I mean, fuck, I hate Dagon. It's crazy how much uh, that uh, Lenora. Is that what it was called? Lamora? Lamora? Lamora, Lady Dragon. Uh, that was a better adaptation of uh, of uh, Shadow Over Innsmouth than Dagon was. Um, so, like, Lovecraft is so, I mean, I don't know why it's so goddamn hard for people to get. I don't know if they're trying to be too, like, well, no, this is such classic literature. I want to adapt it to the best of my ability instead of just trying to adapt the... That's why I think In the Mouth of Madness reigns supreme because it's adapting the idea. It's not trying to do his story. It's trying to give you the idea of what Lovecraft brings across. But, I mean... I do like the idea of, I mean, every Lovecraft, I mean, shit, if you look at Pickman's model, it's almost the same idea, right? Like, there's always going to be, there's this thing in a basement we're going to get to in the end of the story that we have to, like, get around to, like, who is this person? We got to get to know this person. We got to read a few letters from this person. We got to, like, hear a few weird stories. Just a few stories, a few weird stories to pique our interest, like, we, like, and nobody found the body. Or, you know, like, and there was scratching on the wall or whatever, just to get you interested so you can get to the last 20 pages of, like, and then he saw the thing that drove him to madness. <laughs> but in a movie, it's like, fuck it, unless it's only 40 minutes or something. It's so long. It's so long. It's such a long wait to try to get to anything exciting. And they can't really put anything scary out there because it's, no, there's nothing scary going on. They're just talking about what happened. There's nothing currently scary going on. They're not going to, like, walk through a house and have a cat jump out. and like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, just because that's not what Lovecraft is. Lovecraft is, like, reading the story of somebody that went through something crazy and the power comes from the idea that you can't see what he saw. That's why Lovecraft doesn't work for movies. The power comes from the idea that you can only read the explanation from letters that somebody's like the tentacles it, you lose your mind. The, like like in the Mountains of Madness when they're like the 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 structures will look like oh. a mathematician gone mad or whatever. Like so he's like, what kind of angles are this? You're just trying to imagine what kind of weird monoliths and like. 
So I just non-Euclidean geometry. You're like, what? I, yeah, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> Weird shit. So it's like, I just don't, I've never seen a movie do it right. I think Reanimator worked just because it's a story about a doctor bringing things to right. life. It's not a difficult thing. It's, it doesn't have the kind of like spatial fucking like, whoa, like, but like this movie, I mean, this movie could have been better, really. It's just the idea that like, if I was if I was with this wife dealing with Charles Dexter Ward, then it would have been a big shock that oh my god, he's actually his ancestor. But since the wife didn't even fucking live with him at the time, it, it, like there was no connection to anything. It was just a woman talking to a fucking private eye about like this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, and they're like, well, we gotta get some running time in this movie. So you go do this, and I'm going to call you. And I found out some info. It was just like fucking shit. It was just like, I don't know, scene after scene after scene, waiting, just waiting to get to the pits at the end. Mm. And even the pits at the end, it wasn't really justified. They're just like, we're blowing up. No, I want to see what's down there. All right. You know, we're just still traveling. And then down there is another 20 minutes. Of, like, finding out more backstories, so what you see down there is even important. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, fuck, man. Like, I can see how this would be a good movie or a good story. I'll have to, like I said, I'll have to read the original uh, story when I get home. But I think the movie fails. Like, I would not recommend... It's a. I would recommend this movie as a good sleep agent. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I still think some of the effects were good. Chris Sarandon does a good job. Uh, other than that, like, I don't know. I was worried. I was like, did this, is this what Dan O'Bannon was dying? Is like, is he sick? This looks like, this looks like Lucio Fulci movies when he was sick. He was sick for many years. It turns out Crohn's disease. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good. No, it means you shit all the time. That's why it's painful. Yeah. Yeah, it's I bet good. he was sick during that. It doesn't feel like the same energy. I mean, maybe it's just because. Return of the Living Dead has more uh, fun or comedy. Maybe because he does, he didn't direct Alien. But like this just didn't feel like Dan O'Bannon in a weird way. I don't know how I can explain that because I've editing. only seen like two movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe His editing. Was taken away from it him. could be. That could be. <laughs> but what was there still wasn't very interesting. So I don't recommend it. Moving on. Um, I haven't read, uh, any, um, oh. any, uh, HP uh, Lovecraft, but I've read enough to understand what you're talking about when you, when you read a story and realize that it's, uh, to make a movie version of it will not live up to, uh, will, <laughs> will not live up to, uh, uh, what came before it. Um, I think the major thing with this movie is it needs to be cleaned up majorly the editing like this is one where i would love if somebody went back and uh, uh uh recut this into something um something better than what we got um what i like about this movie is the last half of it um even that gets a little overly long but i do like um i mean it all gets better when they go down into the pits or down into the catacombs under the house mm-hmm. um i i love all that um i like even though they may have been uh not uh great effects 
Um, and then maybe they even tried to hide them a little bit, but I do like just, they were on screen and you had weird fucking resurrected half corpses going after people. Like, I like that. Even if it's bad, even if like there's some weird MTV blur effect on it at some point in the pit, like I like it. I like that they, they did that. And, uh, especially the one like we were talking about, the one that floated in the river and all that, like you're right. That seems like that's Mm -hmm. where the money went. Like, I like that. Um, the story, Um, it takes a long time to get to those pits. And uh, like I said, the editing could have been brought together. Chris Sarandon is, uh, like I said, uh, wait, what did I say? The third best performance uh, of his career. I really liked him in this. Um, he's really good. Um, as far as the whole thing goes, <laughs> your I, soul just left your body. It really, it really <laughs> did. Cause I have to make a decision on this. Um, uh, I'll wait for the day they do, uh, an edited version of this. Um, uh, I love elements of it, but I can't recommend it. I give it two uh, coked out Asian love slaves out of five coked out Asian love slaves. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't really decide if it was, if it was just the story that I liked, like the potential, like the shell of the movie that I liked. Um, but I don't know. I don't think I really, I don't think I hated it. I, I agree with everything that we've said about the editing, the editing just, well, it wasn't edited. Um, there was so many scenes that it started to reel me in. Like when they went down to the catacombs, I was like, yeah, like I want to know what's down there, but then they're in there for ever. So long, like hallway after hallway, they knock on like eight doors, and I'm like, I'm over it. I don't care what's there anymore. What do you think of this door? What do you think it's <laughs> yeah. made of? Mm, feels like oak. Well, let's move on to the next. Like they got me interested, and then they took so long that I was no longer interested. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like the show. I like the story. I really do. Um, I I think I want to go read the story now because, or the yeah, the actual written story because. I think it could have been really great. I I agree that I would like to see an edited version of this because I think it would rock. We'll do I it. I really do, for sure. Yeah, we could do that. We can. Probably. I like the, I like the um we've also I really do like the monsters. I really like that they kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like there's no like, they feel very thingy. Yeah. There's, there's no there's like a thingish element to it. There's no like sci-fi moments and all of a sudden like boom, body. It's like, "Whoa, where did that <laughs> come from?" Like it's I don't know. That was awesome. Chris Sarandon everything's a stage to that man and I love him. Yeah, Um, yeah, I didn't hate it. I, I think it uh, had really good potential. I think everyone else acting was terrible, but yeah, I don't hate it. I'd recommend it. All right. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. (laughs) I don't find this movie to be boring. I am. I'm, I'm willing to admit that there is a pacing issue with it mm-hmm. that where, you know, I mean, when you find out years later that O'Bannon's cut was taken away from him and he's like, he basically disowned the movie because, you know, apparently if you use outtakes, it's like he selected, I want this take to cut to this take and this one. And they're like, eh, we'll take this take, this take and this one. You know, I mean, you're using different cuts of performances and everything. Mm. So this is. For all intents and purposes, even though his name is on it, and he directed all of the material that we're watching, not his final cut or his movie. However, I think it is, next to The Call of Cthulhu, the amateur movie, I think this is the best representation that I've ever seen of the atmosphere of a H.P. Lovecraft story being adapted to film. Because 
reanimator, all the Stuart Gordon ones are like filtered through Stuart Gordon's appetites or interest mm. in sex and violence, like extreme <laughs> violence, right? You know, which is not Lovecraftian at all. They don't feel Lovecraftian. They've basically taken the idea and they do decent adaptations of the stories, I think. But uh, they just don't feel like like he misses Lovecraft by a pretty wide margin. Where this one, it feels like they're they're in the ballpark. I mean, yeah. atmosphere wise, they're almost you know there with the uh, you know the insane asylum, the flashbacks to the uh, you know the seventeen hundreds, mm. the you know cavernous bowels of this place. <clears throat> um, I like the addition of the the detective story on top of it. I think John Terry does a fine job. I'm not saying, you know, again, I didn't find him as boring as uh, Travis did or Sean did. And I guess he's not as horrible yeah. as Holly said that he was, but I mean, he was a capable actor doing a job where it's like, basically he's in the position to, you know, I'm finding all this stuff out. So I'm the guy that, you know, everybody tells me information. I go around and ask a question and they tell me stuff. Cause I'm the private detective. So it's like he's fine until the end where he actually becomes confrontational with uh, with Ward. Um, Which was the best part on his behalf. Yeah, because that's where that's <laughs> yeah. the point yeah. where he's actually, you know, he's now like, armed the with all the, the information <laughs> that I've found out. Yeah, yeah. that now <laughs> I get to be a, a an actionable right. influence on the plot itself. So that's what he's supposed to do, I guess. Um, for, pe- for people that, like me and Sean, have never read H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, is his writing as complex? Yes. As because yeah. yeah. this, I mean, as the idea, the idea of this very is, intelligent and okay. like he, I mean, because I always got the impression just from what I've heard and it, it would that it like would be reading a math. It would be a difficult Probably. read. It yeah. kind of is. He's dry because he's a very. He's a dude in the yeah. 30s that, that he appreciates the 1800s, so he tries to yeah. write that way. He, and it's he like, holy shit. All of his characters like are antiquarians, <laughs> right? Which they're all antiquarians and Anglophiles, so basically all of his people are extensions of himself where they love old, ye old English. Oh, dude, that's why Although everything's they, Maine. Yeah. Fucking, uh, he uses the, you know, the U's and the color. Uh, yeah, he doesn't write like a normal person would just write a narrative. He makes sure that it tries to sound as classic as possible. But he's also almost like use, poetry. He's also trying to ground it as best he can in like the science, the science that they knew at the time. Like well, he's they were not very interested. Yeah. Like the they Tesla were very was, interested you know, in Tesla that. Tesla was right, a person right, yeah. at, at that yeah. point in time. Uh, Water ape theory, fucking. I mean, this is why a lot of what these guys wrote is the science kind of today. I mean, the shit that they're talking about. Yeah, it's not like exact, you know. They, you know, fish people. (laughs) But that's all evolution, right? That's the idea of evolution. We're talking about horror through evolution that we wouldn't we wouldn't understand our primal originators. Well, he was the guy who made the leap to say. I mean, I don't know who did multiple dimensions that exist on the same plane, like string theory and shit, and the idea that like human life originated like these beings from you know some other galaxy or planet like 
populated the earth or made adjustments in the human DNA. Yeah, so like Prometheus. No, like well, for, yeah, exactly. But, but nowadays we might say that, like, oh, a piece of meteorite came down and seeded the earth. But this is just the idea the that we came actually, from they other made, things. They made humans. Yeah, yeah, we right. evolved from them. Everything yeah. on earth evolved from Cthulhu and the Shagoths. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's he great. made this cosmology, <laughs> you know? It's so great. he was the first guy to great. make that kind of leap, and then to make this cosmology, which is connected across all these stories. Yeah, Conan even also. Uh, even if it's, you know, the case of Charles Dexter Ward, somehow he'll work in, like, he's got this master, you know, like, mythology in the background that he'll connect to, and these other authors, you know, through, I guess, from like, his time At least four now, other authors. Well, even now, people still, you know, Stephen King's made stories that have, like, the continuation or con- contribution to the, yeah, what's now you can't, it's like a new god mythos. Yeah, it's like a know? new god. It's an evil god. It's like a new Satan. Fuck Satan. Cthulhu now. You know, it's the science version of Satan. <laughs> because it's like, uh, because it, it's like a, it's like a self. It doesn't care. Mythology. No, I'm yeah, just saying oh, yeah. the idea. The idea itself is like, it's like wow, it's intricate. And it has all of mm-hmm. these things, but it's like a cosmology that some guy came up with and populated with mm-hmm. all of these deities. Nilothotep. <laughs> I well, love he, they say he's top. like the the Tesla. I think Tesla uh, uh, inspired. Yeah, Nilothotep goes around with like a film projector and shows you your city after it's the de- uh, like after it's been demolished, and then you go outside and it's demolished. <laughs> I mean, that's as simple as that. Yeah. But another writer explored his like actual like the Egyptian worship of Nilothotep and shit. It's, yeah, but that's what's cool. It's cool it that these like four into, authors yeah. like talk to each other I and like created a <laughs> universe. Even like, I mean, that's just an awesome idea. I mean, especially nowadays in the Marvel like post Marvel movie universe where movies are trying to connect. It's cool that these authors in the early 1930s connected, and whether you knew it or not, their stories all connected to a bigger mythology. Mm-hmm. I mean, Conan the Barbarian stories, Cthulhu stories. I can't remember the other two guy, the other two authors, but I don't remember what they did. But there was August Derleth and uh, Robert E. Howard, and um, that one guy I can never recall. Clark Ashton Martin, Clark Something Martin, like the, whatever. Smith. Clark, yeah. Correct us. You, named, you just <laughs> we should have three a, cars. We should have a. We should have a correction uh, spot on the show. <laughs> like correction. Oh, no, if we, be, no, I know. Like long, no. this fucking guy said this. <laughs> oh, we can't shit. do that. We'll just be doing a podcast of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I think you know, you have to see this movie. I, it's unfortunate that you can't. I, you know, most that's what I'm saying. We're either talking to like the one guy who's seen it, who's stuck with the podcast this long. And, like, good for you, Thank sir. You. I assume that you're a fan of it Appreciate if you stuck it. with it this long. But the unfortunate thing is that, like, no one else has even heard of this movie unless you're in Germany. Uh, and we thank you for listening. Maybe our friend in Britain that writes us. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you've seen The Resurrected, confirm to us that no, it, it do. does have, like, a life somewhere. Even if you didn't like it, just tell us, you know, that you've seen it. Because I'm curious just how far uh, its reach has gone. But, yeah, I mean, especially, you know, I think it does a disservice to Chris Sarandon, who did turn in one of, you know, his Chris Sarandon horror performances. Mm -hmm. Great. uh, Which, you know, I mean, and nobody's seen it, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, it does a disservice to Dan O'Bannon, who, you know, is no longer with us anymore. So I think uh, Dan O'Bannon did a disservice to this movie. You just had your piece. You had. Yeah. 
So uh, it's a definite check out The Resurrected for some uh, unusual thrills on your Saturday night viewing. And until next week, we're going to be watching. That's it. That's it for The Resurrected. Next week, we're going to be watching Travis's pick. Travis, what are we watching next week? We're watching Sean S. Cunningham's House. Ding dong, you're dead. (laughs) So until next week, the basement is going dark.